You're listening to the Comic Crusaders Podcast. I am your host, Al Mega, CEO of Comic Crusaders and Undercover Cape. In this show, I'm sitting down with creators from all walks of life to talk about inspiration, process, the lessons they've learned, and a whole lot more. Hey, what up, everybody? It's your boy, Al Mega. Welcome to a brand new Comic Crusaders Podcast. And today we have an amazing creator. I mean... This homie right here doesn't even just make comics. He's also like a musician, rocking out on that guitar, if you will. I mean, I met this homie several years ago at the what was either the Royal Comic Con, Boston Comic Con. But I mean, homie tours. He's all over the place. That's why. I, that's why I love this homie's energy, man. He has a fantastic project that's on Kickstarter called Toddler Apocalypse. Everybody as a parent probably feels that shit very, right? That's real. Toddler Pockets, goddamn, when they're two years old, don't they drove you nuts? Yeah, so, you know, but George is killing it right now. He's an amazing creator, yo. I, I can't wait. Yo, listen, you ready? Mr. George! Oh, Connor! Wepa! What up, you, How you doing? You didn't lie. That was a good intro. That yeah, countdown was going off, and I was feeling all um, all of my WWE AEW energy going. And I, I, I saw you in the background again, pumped up doing that. I was doing some yeah. push ups. <laughs> the bar's going. The twenty four inch python, brother. <laughs> yeah, let's do it, yo. I mean, mine's probably you know, fourteen inch right now. They used to be about twenty, but yeah, I lost. You know, I got to get back to the gym, folks. <laughs> <laughs> So, yo, my brother, man, I am so happy to have you on. I'm Thank so you. glad you're doing well here today. Yo, like I said, yo, I've met you in person. I've seen you kicking ass at tables, at cons. Like, you're not that person that sits behind the table. You stand in front of that. Like, yo, everybody, come here, check this out. And that's the energy that I love from independent creators because that shows to me that you really believe in what you're doing. It's like, yo, come on over, folks. Let me talk to you for a minute. Man, like like a New York pit hustle is like, yo, looking for every corner. I got something for you. Hey. <laughs> That's a wonderful compliment. Yeah, man. Like when you're at these shows, you know, I just, if somebody comes by, I mean, one, if they're going to take the time to look at my stuff, I appreciate it. You know, you know we, we did meet at um, Fan Expo Boston, Boston Comic Con. Yeah, so yeah, you yeah. Got, you, go, you, got, yeah. you got thousands of square feet of stuff that you could look at. And spend your time at. So, you know, if you're going to swing by and check out my stuff, if something grabs your eye, you know, I want to welcome you. Um, you know, and if you want to learn more about it, I love these things. You know, you, oh, you do you. At this, at this level, you can't, you know, you, you've got to love what you do because kind of like the process and the journey and that final thing you hold in your hand is the only thing that you have control over. You know, um, if something bigger comes from it, that's wonderful, but that's also kind of out of your hands. So you love this stuff, and if it, and, and you hope it connects with somebody else out there. So, you know, yeah, somebody see, hears about a premise, sees a cover, and they want to learn more. Like, I want to tell them everything about it. And also, I've been on the other side of the table. You know, I, I have stopped at somebody's table, and, and, I've appreciated the great experiences I've had. I have remembered the not-so-great experiences. <laughs> and, you know, whether someone spends 30 seconds or five minutes at my table, I want them walking away feeling good. 
Oh, we spent more than five minutes, for sure. Cause we, we did. Because, yeah, we were vibing. We were vibing, bro. Because, you know, it's, it's again, bro, you know, like, like just some rank who says, and I'm not repeating this, I don't give a shit, for example. You probably get tired of it. Psychomagnetism is the real thing. Yeah, we should write a book about this. Yo, Jim, write a book about psychomagnetism, please. <laughs> you taught me this, and it's like, yo, that shit is so real. Like, you know, yep. when you connect with people, we, we, we do talk, so... Tell, let, let folks know, uh, Big George. Yo, where you, you know, where, where, you, where you coming from? Where you originally born and raised at? Uh, born and I now live just outside of Boston. Um, I've lived here all my life except for two years that I was out in uh, L.A. for the first two years of college. You did um, an L.A. thing for college? What college? What elite college? Ox- Occidental College, which yeah. was technically in Eagle Rock. But, like, you know, 10, 15 minutes away from, you know, L.A. and the Strip and all of that. So, um, L.A., L.A., screw it. I know, I know. It's like a lot of people on the border of Brooklyn, all of a sudden they're Brooklyn. When you're from Queens, stop lying. You know where you're from. <laughs> it's like, I enjoyed my two years there. And looking back, I really wish I kind of, like, took advantage of it more. I think when you're in the middle of it, you're like, oh, I'm going to be here. Like, it's always going to be here. You know, but it was just, it was two years. Uh, like I said, I, I loved it, loved the weather. Um, despite being here all my life, I have never acclimated to the winter. Um, you and me yeah. both, brother. That's why in Florida, yeah. even, you know, as much yeah. as I love the cold, though. I do love the cold, though. I'll tell you that. But here now I'm in Florida, it's like, wow, a a snowless Christmas that's hot. I mean, it's so weird. <laughs> Growing <laughs> up in the north, I'm like, what the fuck yeah. is going on here? I, and, you know, I'm at the point where, like, I can't wait for that. You know, I can't wait to enjoy Christmas in my shorts. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yo, bro, the first time you do it, trust you me, you're going to be like, all right. As much as I anticipated this shit, it is goddamn weird. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, my, my, my Zillow porn is, like, all, like, Georgia <laughs> and San Diego and, you know. Oh, my God. Mexico and all this stuff. <laughs> Zillow porn, I love it. Oh, my God, bro. <laughs> We you just created a new hashtag. Ain't that the truth, man? <laughs> the fantasy apartments that we all wish we had. Mm-hmm. That, I wish I could afford that damn rent. You know, not as a creator, we can right now. God, yo, that's the truth. So yeah. let's start talking about your early origins into pop culture. I need to know, how did you get introduced? Was it someone? Was it just yourself? What happened here? No, I give I give credit to my uh, older brother and sister. They are nine and eight years older than me. Okay. So, you know, when I'm starting to come around, you know, eight, nine, ten, starting to have a personality, you know, they're in high school. And so they're, you know, so at an earlier age, you know, being introduced to Monty Python, you know, Saturday Night Live was in their vernacular, so it was in mine. Um, and, you know, again, being nine and eight years older, they were gods and goddesses. Yeah, they were putting you on the shit that used to not yeah. be watching. It, the same thing yeah. it, I am, I am that much of an age difference between my middle and younger brother. Gotcha. Baby brother. Yeah. So it's the, I was the, the, the big sibling putting them onto these nightmares that they, they always tell me, Al, thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, you know, at that, and, and, you know, I give all the credit to, uh, my older brother who was into comics at the time. And so, you know, again, myself and my younger brother, who's a year and a half under me, we, you know, we were following him and, you know, every Saturday he was going to uh, New England comics up here 
and you know, mom and dad were like, "Take your, take your brothers." Uh, Whether he wanted to or not, he was taking his brothers to the comic book store. Uh, see, so you you were like forced tag alongs, but you were just digging but, the culture. But like, even looking back, like the geek DNA was in me. Whether or not yeah. I, I I hear that understood it or knew where to direct it, it was in me because you know, for a handful of years, basically until my brother moved out to college in California and all of a sudden mom and dad had no interest in bringing these, you know, boys to the comic book store. Um, you know, for whatever, whatever that run that was two or three years, um, oh. you know, there, you know, I was fought, you know, that's when the, the Claremont X-Men, um, was, was my thing, you know, my, my Nightcrawler, Colossus, Wolverine, Rogue, Storm, that's my team. Oh, brother, I hear you. Know? I didn't want to say anything, but guessing by the hair color, I had a I feeling mean, you were in the same. Look at his beard. I mean, the top doesn't match, because look at that. that that's <laughs> nice and dark still, but goddamn, there might be a good I had to accept that salt and pepper was no longer my hair color a few salt, years ago, and that we basically just just it, right? <laughs> we're, just, we're just full salt. You know the you know the 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 full Irish DNA kicked right in with that one. Yeah, so, you know, uh, I'm Puerto Rican. You're Irish, and the, you know you're basically uh, you know Puerto Ricans and Irish are basically going the same. But you know, especially <laughs> when it comes to New York, like we we've been through the same journey. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? Yes, that's what Just I'm saying. Mother from another mother. brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah. so whatever that run was, two, three, four years of trailing my brother. You know, into comics, that was absolutely a thing. Um, when he moved out, kind of moved away. Um, but, again, that geek DNA. So I was always keeping an eye over there, um, even if I wasn't going there every week. Um, along the way, I uh, met some high school friends um, who were very much into metal. You know, this is, you know, again, dating, dating it all. This is late 80s. You know, so this is this is the big four. This is Megadeth, Anthrax, uh, oh. Metallica, and Slayer. Oof. You know, they're on the rise up, Oof. and these guys introduced me to them. Um, and I, I all credit to Metallica's "Ride the Lightning," the album and the song. Hearing the the intro to "Ride the Lightning," I have to give it credit. Absolutely changed my life, oh, um, no. and that's that's when the metal guy started to form. Um, and le uh, for a bunch of years, I, I was talking about it, maybe wanted to play guitar, this, that, and the other thing. And my mom would, was like, do you want to learn? And I would, I would, you know, flight, fright, freeze, whatever. Yeah, I was like, oh, no, 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 no. Um, and then she had just, you know, heard me, uh, talk about it enough and she was tired of me being wishy-washy and one day she's like get in the car i'm like what what he's like get in the car and you know she drove me to a guitar to a music shop oh and she and right there she set me up with a rental guitar and guitar lessons and an amp oh wow and it's you know, just a I, beautiful thing when your family supports you on that level, son, bro. You and mean, knows, you're making and me knows, feel emo okay. here. I mean, that type of support is so amazing, my brother. And oh, and God. knows what you need oh. even if you don't or aren't willing to do it. 
Yeah. And over yeah, the years, one of the neat things, you know, learning more and more about my mom is the artist in her. You know, um, you know, like there, there are pictures around our house that have, yeah, and they've been in the same house for like close to 40 years at this point. So you kind of get numb to everything on the walls. And then one day, like a couple of years ago, she points to a couple of things and was like, I drew those. And they were gorgeous. They have always been gorgeous. But I assume they were just from some artist that she liked. And now, oh, and now it's just like, wait, wait, wait. My mom drew those. Hey, wait a minute. People. I love oh, this shit all my life. Are you telling me you did this? <laughs> yeah. I need your yeah, autograph, yeah. Mom. Hold on. And, and, it, and everybody Colossus. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it makes so much sense when you look back, you know, again, over 40 plus years of like, oh, that's why oh. she did what she did. Because she was an artist who didn't. Who, you know, it, it was the time frame. Again, if we're about the same age, our parents are about the same age. When you become a mom, you're a mom. Yeah. That's your lane. Yeah. Anything else, non-mom stuff gets, you know, you're supposed to put it off to the side. Yeah. So um, when she saw and me that and my... For, that sucks for moms, and I'm glad yeah. that now ladies nowadays are realizing that once your kids are growing up, but not even when... As yeah. they're growing up, you can still do this. Believe yeah, me. Yeah, and you got my support. Yo, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm like I said, told you earlier. I, I'm a girl, daddy. You know what <laughs> I mean? I have a beautiful wife, and I have a, a very supportive mom and mom-in-law, and you know, you know, I have very strong female figures in my life that I I support a hundred because they give me that, you know, back like mm-hmm. tenfold, and people mm-hmm. don't, you know, understand. What they do for you, I mean, Daniel, you're then you're you're at a total loss. Then you, you wake yeah. up, guys. Wake up, guys. I mean, yeah, I. So this kind of unpacks a couple things, and we might hit a couple side quests right off the bat. But you know, welcome to an interview with me. Um, two it's things with that is like, first of all, like we we are who we are, and on you know to be overly dramatic on on a romantic soul level, there are things we want to do and things we want to get out of this life and they're just things that we are like you know i am a creator it's it it is it just it is what it is and until my hands fall off i will probably be making things even if it's just for me so the idea to then tell somebody that thing that fills that part of your soul is no longer convenient and you can't do that anymore Mm. fuck no you oh, know, oh, or rather, f you. <laughs> you know, like I'm not gonna do yeah, that. You're gonna talk I, to me yeah, like that. Yeah, I'm like I'm not gonna cut that part of myself off. And there's no way I would ask somebody else to cut that part of themselves off. Like, you know, you're exactly. talking about you. You're talking about you know. Hopefully, you know, we we're talking about women specifically, but hopefully, you know, as the generations go on, you the importance of being a full person. As you know, whether that's a human know, being, regardless of who you are, yeah, you know, regardless so of who why, you, why you identify are. as, yeah, you know, and I feel that I always say that, you know, I always say that, even though I say this jokingly, but it's gonna take until aliens come for all of a sudden all us earthlings to identify as such. Oh, yeah, listen, no matter what color we are, earthlings, when the aliens come, because you know, if they are different than us, 
Holy shit, would that change the game, right? I hope so. <laughs> I mean, I mean I, we, we've, we've talked enough that we know that we jive on a bunch of stuff. What a world that would be, right? Yeah. If we could, if we just like, you don't have to love what everybody else is love, but you can just let them love it. Yeah. Right. If oh, nobody's getting, that's what nobody's it is hurt. about. Love what you right. love, but we're not going to be here to bash anything. You know. It's if you're okay. not hurt, we're not going to talk about what we hate. That's not our place here. If we don't like yeah. it, if we if we don't if you don't see us talking about us about it, DM us. We'll share maybe why we don't. Yeah. You know, uh, do it, but because we, we don't want to bash anything publicly. It's like that's all it is, you know. And and over the last couple of years, um, you know, last six years specifically, like really over these last two years, I've been trying to be so cognizant of what I put into the universe, you know. So yeah, I, 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 energy I, is real. We need. I I want to see more positivity in this world. There, and I can only control one person. So yeah, I'm yeah. going to try and put as much of that honest positivity into the world. That you know, I want it to be supportive, um, you know, of the artist who's got a million followers and the artist who's got five followers. Yeah. You know, um, th- those are my people. I, you know, I, I can smell other creators and artists, you know, and I'm like, you're, you're, you're my people. You know, and I, I want to, you know, I want to see it elevated. But also, that is where I get my positivity. That's where I get my joy and my inspiration. So I just want to see more of that out there selfishly. But then also, I think that's a better world. I hear you. I hear you. I understand it to the hundred, man. No. So let's start talking about to maybe finding a tribe. So you're growing up. Yeah. You were growing up. Did you find the tribe easily? You know, um, like minded. You know, I I did. Um, I've you know, uh, I was one of the theater kids at high school. Um, I never I mean, I gotta, I gotta, look at it. <laughs> yeah. I've been yeah, talking to I, mad theater people that I go, I did theater. Like, damn, yo, what's going on? Yeah, you know, I um, I I will also say I'm very lucky that you know my I I went through high school fine. You know, I, I did play sports, and I got along with the jocks fine. I was good enough in on the academic side. Um, and then I had, you know, the other creators and artists. Okay. Um, and, you know, started building the sets. And then slowly it's like, well, I want to be on the set. Um, you know, much like, much like the whole guitar and music thing. You know, like I saw it, and I wanted it. Uh, I just maybe didn't have the confidence to go for it. So it took a little while for that uh, fuel to build up. Um, yeah, and then in high school started my first band. Um, and that, de- you know, and then I kind of had two tribes. I had one Monday to Friday, and then from Friday night to Sunday, you know, I had my musician friend. <laughs> um, and, you know, it, it just... I I, I loved it. I loved it, you know. Um, and I've just kind of realized over the years, again, stuff you wish you could verbalize 30 years ago. But, like, I'm a collaborator by nature. Um, I love, love, love kicking around ideas with other creative people 
the energy, seeing the seed of an idea get tossed around and somebody adds a little bit and now it's bigger and somebody adds, you know, a little bit from their thoughts and their experience and it just grows into this thing that is exponentially bigger than what you thought it could be, but it's also better, you know, um, and I was kind of like talk about the moment where I'm like, well, all right, now I'm going to get really upset if this thing never sees the light of day. Like, it, it's fun until there's a point of, like, well, now this has to happen. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of why I still do everything that I do, that there's still, like, an eight-year-old in me that, like, gets very excited to try something and wants to run up to people and go, look what I made. You know, that that kid is still very much alive in the no longer salt and pepper uh, hair. Uh. So talk about stepping into the creative journey, man. When, when did that happen? When did you say, I'm stepping in, I want to do something? So, the, I mean, that would start in high school. You know, the dream was, you know, the rock and roll mansion. Um, but, you know, if you know your musical history, being a, being a metal band in the uh, early 90s is not the best career move. Um, but, you know, no. I've been, yeah, I'm, but I've been playing, you know, pretty consistently since I was 16. And, yeah, what you got is Swarm of, yeah, Swarm of Eyes is the band that I'm in now. Um, you know, if I do the math real quick, it's probably the fifth or sixth, like, real band that I've been a part of since oh, I started wow. playing. That's you. And, um, you know, we started, like I said, 10, 11 years ago. Um, you know, at an age where you're like, okay, like, the Rock and Roll Mansion is not going to come over the horizon. But I still love playing. I love creating. Um, I love being in a room with other talented, in this case, yeah. musicians, and seeing what happens. Um, and this is the longest-running band I've been in, and I think it absolutely has to do with the fact that on day one, when we all got together for the first rehearsal, we said, like I said, there's no rock and roll mansion at the end of this journey. There's probably no money at the end of this journey. If this isn't fun, it's not worth doing. Oh, because that's all. Because that's all we got. Yeah. Um, we have the time, and also, you know, being an adult, um, you know, at the time, uh, the drummer had kids. He still does have kids. Um, and my son was just about to be born. Okay. Um, but as an adult, you've got the nine to five on top of whatever else life has dealt you that you have to deal with on, you know, on a, on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. So if we're going to put our time and energy into this thing, that is not going to like, it's not going to financially return anything. Um, it's got to be for the joy of the camaraderie and the joy of creating and playing. And yeah. so I think laying that out on day one took so much of the old bullshit off the table, right? Mm -hmm. Like there's no, there was never a question about, hey, I really think Steve isn't pulling his weight. Do you think it's time to get a new bass player? Like that, that's yeah. never been a question. Yeah. This has been, you know, four adults who have been through all of this. Like we were all in other bands in their early and mid 90s. We played together in our other bands. So we knew each other. And we, like I said, we've all, we were all on the, and then we're going to get, you know, and then we're going to go on tour with Metallica. Yeah. Um, 
so we knew what it was and what what it wasn't, and we had a very honest conversation about where we were. You know, and we were adults who still wanted to play and create music. Um, and I am thrilled that 11 years into it, we still enjoy each other's company. We still love getting uh, together and playing live. Uh, I am very willing and cocky to say we are very fucking good at what we do. Um, I, I am, I am, I have more insanely proud gigs than on <laughs> that with this band. Um, we took the 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 pandemic and the shutdown as an opportunity to create new music, um, which is great. You know. Um, I think over the years, I hope I have become a better collaborator. So it's been so much fun to, again, take the idea of a song and throw it out to the rest of the guys versus like, you know, the old school, it would be here. I wrote the entire song. This is everybody's parts. Play it. You know, um, it's not as much fun um, for everybody else. Um, and you miss out. On so much, you know, um, it's always easy for me to go to our bass player because he is so goddamn talented and like just a unique player. I could never do what Jeff does on bass. I could never look at a song and think the way he does about his instrument and how to make it work in a song. We wouldn't be who we are if I told Jeff what to play. Yes. You know, uh, and that goes for everybody else, um, which, you know, again, side questing and tying all this stuff together, but for me it does tie it together. Being a musician, being a creative writer, and my day job is an advertising copywriter. Oh, all of these three creative outlets have all made each other better. You know, being working on comics and realizing how collaborative it is and how the best results are always, you know, the writer might start with the idea, but the real power and beauty of this collaborative comics relationship is when I go like, Hey, this is what I'm thinking. Here are the guardrails. However you get to the target is, you know, do it, make it you infuse it with your idea, your background, your insights, your personality, your talent. I'll let you know if you're a little left or a little right, but however you get there, get there. And those collaborations have always turned back stuff where, you know, the artist will send me something. I'm like, I never would have thought of doing it that way, but clearly that's got to be the way to do it, right? Like, you probably can't see it on the webcam, but just even talking about this stuff, the hair's going up on my arm. Yeah. Um, that, and that, for me, that's always when I know I'm on a good good round. Like, if somebody says something or an idea pops in the head and the hair goes up, I'm like, oh, hold on, we got to follow this. So learning how to be a better comic book creator made me a better band member because I truly understood the power of asking somebody, hey, I'm looking for something like this. You do you. And I get what I want. They get to be creative and the end result is always better than what I originally thought. You know, and that's and that's just from learning from each of these little disciplines and then remembering them and bringing them to whatever I'm doing next. Got you, got you. So let's talk about this comic book now. Yeah. Because you got this amazing little project out. And before we even talk about it, let me just show this trailer that you have out on this Kickstarter. And we're going to jump into this whole conversation about this amazing project. <laughs> 
Let's do it. Hey, I'm George. I'm Diana. And we have a question for you. What's the worst part of trying to survive the apocalypse? Is it the zombies? The aliens? The killer robots? <laughs> <laughs> it's your kid! 100% your kid. Toddler Apocalypse is a six-story, 64-page graphic novel that takes all your favorite apocalyptic tropes and illustrates how having your kids with you would make everything so, so much harder. Bringing these stories to life is an amazing, talented group of artists. Alex Cormick, Kat Lobo, Clay McCormick, Jordi Perez, Fernando Pinto, and Jay Sheep, with apocalypse-prepped lettering by Justin Birch and cataclysmic colors by Leslie Atlansky, Andrew Crossley, Matthew Nickerson, and Ellie Wright. To survive the toddler apocalypse, you're going to need the right supplies. Luckily, we can help you fill your bug-out bag with a digital copy of the book. A physical copy of the graphic novel with cover by Alex Cormick. A movie-inspired print by Fernando Pinto. A soft enamel pin featuring our new alien overlords, the Gamanites. A special hardcover version featuring cover art by Joe Mulvey. Plus, you'll have a chance to check out some of our other non-apocalyptic creations, too. So whether you're a sci-fi fan, a parent, a prepper, or a mix of all three, we invite you to join our survival group. The toddler apocalypse is here. Are you ready? No. No, you're not. You're, you're not. not ready. Because oh the kids, God. they're not going to listen. Did you they're always going to be outside snacks? the house. You know you stay in the side, but now they're outside the house. They're going to eat them all. Don't touch the zombie. And they're like, I want some of those fruit snacks. Why are they fighting? You damn kids will drive anyone crazy. Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah, talk about it, yo. What is toddler apocalypse? Oh my God, yo! Talk about your teammate here. What, what's going yeah. on? So, uh, co-writer and co-creator of this, and the person that brought this idea to me, her name is Diana Porter. We've known each other for close to twenty plus years at this point. Um, you know, been friends, and while I've been doing the music and comics thing, she is been working her ass off in the Boston and New York acting scene. Um, and she had this idea, you know, of, of, you know, basically toddler apocalypse, the fact that, you know, like all these like well-behaved kids in the apocalypse is BS that, you know, the, the kid is not going to leave the zombie guts alone. The kid is not going to be quiet when the robot apocalypse is, is, you know, hunting for you and all this stuff. Um, you know, she gave me most to make sure you get killed. Like, yeah, right, you know I don't like you. Yeah, you know <laughs> they 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 are they have their own and especially the younger they are before the synapses have connected. You know where it's all just uh, id. It's all yeah. just you know what they want in the moment that they want it. Um, and just, you know, <laughs> yeah, and you know when she, when she threw out the idea and pitched the idea, like I said, within like a sentence, I was like, oh yeah, that's that hundred percent makes sense that hits the sci-fi geek that hits the spoof part that hits the parental nodding of total agreement and under you know that that of just that that you just know you get it and you understand um at the time that she pitched it uh the idea was well maybe we could do a web series um and we kind of realized to do it the right way we just flat out did not have the funds or access to make this stuff look right. Like, you know, if you're going to spoof, um, you know, Day After Tomorrow or, you know, Walking Dead, like, you need to be able to, like, get to a certain aesthetic level. Yeah. And we just kind of knew we couldn't. Um, so, you know, we sat on it for a while, but it always lived in the back of my head because, like, a good idea is a good idea. 
um, and kind of we were talking about earlier, when you're going to spend your time and your money on something, it's got to be something that, like, you have to do. Um, and th- it just kept going. It just it just lived in the back of my head. Um, and along the way, you know, my comics journey kept going. Um, and, the, you know, the deeper I went, the more artists I discovered – um, just, you know, fantastic people that every time they would post something like, oh God, I'd really love to work with them. Um, and then the idea, and then finally my brain put everything together. I was like, well, wait, if we turn this into an anthology, you know, we could tell our story. We could, um, you know, it, 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 if we find the right artists, it will hit that proper aesthetic that, that we need to make it work. And very selfishly, I'd be able to work with a bunch of artists I've always wanted to work with in a situation that's a lot easier to pitch. It's it's a lot easier to say, hey, here's an eight-page story versus, hey, I've got an 80-page graphic oh, novel. Oh, my God. He says – I know, I hear you. Huh? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, the people I, and the people I wanted to work with were working professionals. You know, um, I I wanted to work with these people that were inspiring me. Um, And so, like I said, to to make it it doable, you know, you've got to make it doable. And, you know, so like I said, eight pages, um, people could fit that into their schedule relatively easy, relatively quickly. I know some artists might be watching this and shooting daggers at me. I understand the you know the artist job is five times harder than the writers, um, and when I pitched the idea to Diana and I showed her kind of like look these are some of the people I would love to pitch this idea to, um, you know she she got it and she trusted me and she kind of let me take her baby and bring it you know into this other medium, uh, okay. and then you know just long story long. Um, we found, you know, we got six amazing artists to to be a part of this. And again, these are you know these are people with IDW credits, with Dark Horse credits, with Image credits, you know, all this stuff um, that that you know they they brought it. You know, they 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 took this as seriously as they took you know, like I said, that that Image project. Um, and what was great about it is, again, learning the less is more. Like, here's the story, here's the layout, here are the beats. Do your thing. You know, I, we will put the words on afterwards. You tell your story, and then we'll figure out how to not get in your way. And so everybody went off and did their own thing. Um, but when you lay these six stories together, it all still looks like one unit. Um, which again was was absolutely amazing. Uh, what you're sh- seeing right now is kind of the the story that we're giving away for free. We're showing everybody. This is Alex Cormick, who has done Ooh. stuff for IDW and Dark Horse. Uh, this is our story. It's called "Stop Touching Me." We're riffing on the whole aliens come in to destroy the world. He's just not touching his nose. Jeez, the aliens are coming. Why are you picking your boogers out? Relax. <laughs> Um, and it's the story of every parent just needing their kid to do one thing. Just please listen to me 
and do this one thing. Are you yeah. you are asking for the impossible. Exactly. You know, um, and we're just elevating it and wrapping it around. If you just do this one thing, the aliens won't kill us. Can you please do this one thing? And the answer, if you have a kid, you know, is no. You know, yeah. they will follow the rules for 15 seconds, and then instinct takes over. Yeah. Um, you know, you know, us, us Latinos, you know, what that means is that those kids are probably going to get the chunk lot to them. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I also want to call out that uh, Justin Birch is our letterer who's just who's done everything with everybody. He was he has lettered the entire book. My name, yeah. And you know, again, speaking of like elevating, um, what was great is once Justin got the words and started doing his thing all the jokes became funnier. All the beats became funnier. Um, you know, all our little heartfelt moments became heartier. Um, you know, just because, again, when you get talent, you get out of their way and just let them do their thing because it's going to be gorgeous. That's why, you know, that's why you work with them. That's why you want to work with them. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, and so, like I said, this is, this is the first story we put out there just so everybody can go, oh, okay, this is what they're doing. God, and it's gorgeous art, you know. Yeah. So going through, it's uh, we're on top is Kath Lobo. Uh, underneath that is Clay McCormick. As close to Kath Lobo before, too. Hey. <laughs> uh, yep. No. Uh, Jay Sheik is oh. on the bottom right now. Look at that. Look at this. Jordi Perez. Damn. And then, Fer- and then Fernando Pinto. Damn, brother, how the hell did you get such a such a ill squad for this book? Um, I got to give Diana credit for coming up with a killer concept. I mean, our, I love any concept that you can express in one sentence, and somebody's either in or out. Gotcha. Right? Like Toddler Apocalypse, the worst thing Ooh. about it. Yeah, oh, and that's Joe Mulvey's uh, cover we're doing the first time I've ever done this is we're going to do a hardcover edition, a limited edition, 100 copies, hardcover edition of the book. Oh, wow. um, and Joe, Joe's another guy that I've known for years and years and years. And I've watched him grind and put the time in and improve and, and keep such an incredibly positive, fun attitude throughout it all. Um, and also he's, you know, he's a dad. He's got two amazing girls that I've got a chance to hang out with at like New York Comic Con. They're freaking adorable, you know, and he, you know, the, 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 his family, the four of them together, you just watch and like, oh, that's, that's, you know, that's a portrait right there. Um, but he's also got a wicked sense of humor. Um, so when we were looking to do a special cover, I was like, Joe, what do you think? And he's like, absolutely. So um, what you saw up there was the black and white cover. Yeah, and we're going to show off the coloring as the campaign goes along. Um, I've become a sucker for pins. Um, all the campaigns that I've done uh, for the last, like, four years, I've put a pin <laughs> along with it. And so this is Alex's aliens that we're calling the Gamonites. I have a horrible thought here. I mean, this is like a tentative <laughs> alien with ten eyes. <laughs> So that I can't wait to see what this pin looks like in real life. I've seen I've seen the proof mock-up from the from the pin creator, um, and it looks great. And then yeah, um, 
one of the things I always like to do with my campaigns is, you know, if if the if this specific idea brought you was the introduction to me, I love showing off some of the other stuff that I've done. Um, and, you know, and 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 you know, make my back catalog available. So all four of my other graphic novels um, are available in the campaign, along with you Ooh. know, the apocalypse. Love it, love it, love it, Bo. Yeah, and then you know, you get to go. You know, one of the things I'm very uh, invested in these days is like how how can I help my collaborators get the next gig a little easier? Yeah. Um, so every, you get to learn about everybody on the team. Um, you get to learn about their background and then more importantly, where to follow them, whether it's Instagram, Twitter, their websites, you know, the idea is like, I've loved these people. These people have, you know, the people I've had a chance to work with before I'm working with again for a very specific reason. Not only are they talented, they're really good people. Um, and so I want to introduce them to you. Um, a lot of these, a lot of them, like, you know, like Jay is one of them. Ellie's one of them. Um, oh, yeah, I also want to say we we originally were going to go black and white, and if the campaign went well, we would color it. We decided, screw it, we're going to color it. This is going to be a full-color book when we launch. And so we got to add four more awesome creators, Leslie Atlansky, Andrew Crossley, Matthew Nickerson, and Ellie Wright. There are four colors wow. on it as well. And, you know, again, People whose work, when they come across my Twitter feed, just make me stop, make me just shake my head because it's so gorgeous, and you know, tick that, you know, remember that you want to work with them. One of these love days. It. Love it. So this campaign has been running since, since the twenty fifth. Yeah, we got about uh, yeah. two and a half days into it. Beautiful man, running through the eighteenth. You know, Kickstarter funds uh, March seventh. You know, you got plans here to the printed on the fourth fulfillment yep. in the U.S. by June, international by July. Yep. I mean, yo, you you have a plan. It, uh, how important I, is that to you to have show this to people? This is this is this is the expectancy. Very important. Um, like not, I I absolutely one hundred percent believe in Kickstarter as a platform for telling your story and finding stories that connect with you. Um, I, you know, this is my seventh project I've launched. I've backed over Damn. 330. Yeah. Damn, uh, over 300 backed? Over, yeah. Um, so, like, I I believe in this you're, platform. You're in it, you're in it. Um, and which means I've also, you know, been on the other side. I have been a customer 330 plus times. I know what campaigns have done to make me feel good about it. I know what campaigns have done that have turned me off and transparency is huge. And it truly, it costs, it costs me nothing to let you know, Hey, we do have a plan in place. Um, You know, when I launched this, this was the exception. Usually when I launch, I have the whole thing done, you know, um, because I have been part of campaigns where they're like, you know, once we fund, then we'll get to work and that get to work can stretch out, you know, can be scheduled for six months, yeah. but it's a two-year process. Um, and my whole thing is, you know, especially me, I'm I'm at the grinding level. You know, the people that are my fans, I love to death. But, you know, I'm, I'm picking them up one at a time. 
You know, um, so it's very important to me that if you are, if I am new to you as a creator and a business, like, I mean, this, this is a business, um, Kickstarter for me, it's not, it's not about, it's not charity. I have created something I think is worthy of being breathed into the world. I think it is worth your time. I think it is worth your money. Um, and I'm going to try and deliver the best experience. Jeez, man, looping it all the way back to the con tables. The time you're spending with me, I want to make you feel like um, you are respected, that I appreciate you checking my stuff out, that I appreciate you backing me. And the best way I can say thank you is to let you know what's up, what's the plan, the work we've gone into it, and the just transparency along along the way. Um, you know, this... This is, Kickstarter is is Kickstarter can be very forgiving, right? Like everybody over the last year or so has been dealing with uh, supply chain stuff, oh, yeah. um, and and you know your backers understand that they you know they can understand. Hey, life got lifey. Give me two more weeks. Everybody has had plans blown up because life got lifey. Oh yeah. What kills it? Is if you try and hide, you know what what kills it if you're if if you're just not honest, um, and if you kind of go in there feeling like you're winging it. So when I do put these things together, you know, again, this is this is people's real money, you know. Um, so I res- I respect that and I appreciate that. The best thing I can do is put together as solid a campaign as I can. So. If on an emotional level you're connecting with the story, I'm also going to make sure kind of the more I'm taking care of your practical side as well. You know what you're going to get. You know when you're going to get it. And if something happens, I'm going to let you know. I love it. I love it. Transparency from a creator, unlike most people. Like I've been <laughs> a certain creator for the past 10 years. What the fuck's my book? I yeah yeah I've got, I don't have ten years but there's one that's about three or four years, and the creator keeps like creating new stuff. Yeah right, but you keep waiting on purpose right? Like me, you're stubborn right? I don't want a fucking refund. You told me you're gonna get this done, so get that shit done. That's what I want. Yeah yeah that that's that's the closest yeah that's the closest <laughs> that I've got like really upset. It's when the okay, but you're still doing things. Yeah, you know, like you're yeah, talking about how you're doing yeah. X, Y, and Z, and you know, it's like, wait, and yet, why is this not in my mailbox? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like I said, there's a you know, there is stuff that has been delayed, and you're like, hey, life happens. You can understand delays, but at least you're a man ahead. Like you want to do the project and make sure it gets into people's hands. So, thank yeah. you for being considerate of the people that actually back, you know, your your projects. That's, well, that's it, actually big. Yeah, and it, well, it's it's also a bit selfish as well. Um, I love Kickstarter. I'm going to keep making stuff. I'm going to come back to Kickstarter. I'm going to let you know, hey, you back Toddler Apocalypse. Here's this. Here's the new thing. Yeah. I want to make sure that if I contact you, your first thought isn't ugh. Yeah. You know, I want to give you a good experience, so you know, so you can come back and see the new thing I created. Also, I don't want to poison Kickstarter and the experience 
for some other creator down the road. I don't want to give somebody who's like, you know, who, who for whatever reason, I'm their first experience on Kickstarter and I fuck it up to the point that they're like, well, I'm never, you know, well, I tried Kickstarter once and that person completely screwed me. I'm not doing it again. Like, you know, if, if part of me is supporting independent creators, if that's important to me, taking, handling my shit is part of how I can support other creators. Absolutely. If that makes sense at all, yeah. or I'm just talking up my ass. Agree. No, 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 man. You're, you're right, yo. I, I hear that. So, George, man, you, you've been fantastic. He was talking musician, you. and you talking about the comic, and talking about teamwork, and talking about building something that matters, something that's important. In your journey, what's the greatest piece of advice you could give mm. anyone that's also trying to step in and, and, um, and, and be creative like you? Yeah. Um, a couple. One, give yourself permission to fail. Mm. You know, um, especially if you're starting out. I always, I always say, look at the first season of The Simpsons. Look at the fifth season of The Simpsons. They don't look like each other at all, but they started, and they got better, and they learned who they were. And they learned how to do their jobs better. They don't. You don't get to season five if you don't go through season one. So mm-hmm. if you're if you're an, if you're an artist and you're drawing, keep drawing. G- give yourself the grace to be bad. And to, we're just learning. We're all on a journey. Allow yourself to learn because that drawing is going to pay dividends later like you know if you're writing just start writing um and finish yeah because then you've got something you can look back on you can see what went right what went wrong you learn how to finish and you can take all of that and put it into the next thing and make that a little better than the first thing because now the third thing is going to be a little better so so i mean beyond just like if you ha- if there's a part of you that wants to create any piece of art, please do. No. The next thing is like, and then give yourself permission to not be perfect. You know, I mean, God, I remember listening. You know, again, we're aging ourselves, but listening to Eddie Van Halen and going like, "My God, you know, look at him! Like, look at him! It's so easy." Yeah. And then you pick up a guitar and like, oh no 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 no. He made it look easy yeah, because right. he put in all the time. The work. You know, um, he didn't record his first day with a guitar because it would sound like cats dying. Yeah. Everybody's first day on a musical instrument sounds like a cat being strangled. They ain't lying. We're, <laughs> we're just seeing the finished product. We're seeing the finished product of somebody who didn't stop. Yep. You know, and the only way you get there is don't stop. I love it, yo. And you, folks, you ain't inspired by this shit. I don't know what I'm going to tell you. <laughs> so that's the truth. I mean, I haven't stopped. This part of rock won't stop. I keep rocking yeah. and rolling via comic crew and, you know, via the podcast to make sure that I talk to many creators like you and just sharing this very yeah. experience, this very knowledge, this very inspiration 
that 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 he's sharing here is like, yo, he been through it. He's telling you, yo, he's sharing. So I hope you guys take that to the heart because it's real. Uh, so George, you just thank you, and you just thank you for being the creator, not just as a comic creator, but then a musician too. So you you're like you 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 could um both. So thank you for giving me some cool comics. Thank you for giving me some great music to 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 rock out to. You know. Thank you. Oh, you know, hopefully I'll be mosh pitting in a rock concert near you. <laughs> the, the new songs we're working on, you absolutely will. Oh, don't worry, man. I may as well still throw some elbows. I ain't that old. Nice. <laughs> nice. So, you know, yo, brother, I, George, you rock. I'm glad that you're still, like, doing what you do, keeping in that multitasking level. I know a lot of ladies be talking about Medicare multitask, but yo, he's a perfect example. Look at homie, yo, family man, music man, comic book man, day job. Yo, we could multitask. Stop that bullshit, all right? <laughs> if, if, it was important to me to continue to create while being the father my son deserves, while being the partner my wife deserves. It's not always easy. It's, it's not always it's easy. Not. It can be very frustrating. But it's something that was very important to me, so I'll be damned if you know I let it fail. Yeah, and I'm lucky, man. Like you know, let's just you know, I'm very lucky. I've you know, my wife Tracy. Like without her, I'm not doing any of this. You know, without her strength and understanding and humor and patience and her inspiring you know me and supporting me, I'm not here without her. You know, so there's there's a lot of work and there's some luck involved. As well. So shout out to Miss O'Connor over there, yo. Hi, baby. Salute to you. Yes, um. For supporting your man on that level, believing in him. Because, you know, for real, as a married man as well, I know how important it is to have the support, love of your partner in any endeavor that you partake in. Because, you know, you really don't give a shit who else approves. Because if your spouse don't, you really don't give a fuck who else does. Like, that's who you want. Yeah. Everyone else, you know, thank you for the support. But when you get it from that side, it's like, really thank you for the support. <laughs> she is. She's my favorite endeavor, man. man. I don't want to let her know. Yeah, this, exactly, because this, this is something real. This is a real endeavor. You take yeah. it serious, and, and you're killing it, George. I'm proud of you. So just, again, thank you for, you know, you know sharing in your creative journey with us as fans. Uh, Dude, you're killing it. So, folks, let me show this one last time before we go. All right? So, please visit the Kickstarter, which is live right now. All right? Tyler Apocalypse. Believe you me, if you're a parent, you probably will appreciate the crap out of this. <laughs> you're going to find the ultimate human behind this. But also, if you're not a parent, you're going to love the wonderful art and storytelling behind yeah. this regardless. Because, like, yo, you assembled. A, a you know a like an arsenal right here you, know, you got the only squad you got like the black ops of comics for your stuff right here like like smashing this fantastic looking book you know please follow George on social right there on Twitter lazy horde you know it's so funny he calls us a lazy horde but my man is so I'm telling you change it to busy horde please you know, you're murdering yeah yeah you 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 putting me to shame I thought I was busy damn. <laughs> and and then check out his band's website right there, man. Swim advisor, you want to rock out? You want to fucking rock your head and throw up them, that that double sign with yo yo? That's the band right there. 
that you got to rock out to right now. George, thank you so much again for your time. Bless you on your journey. And I know this book is going to get funded in no time. And then we're going to get more and more. So before we go, last question. Now, can we see you at any convention anytime soon? Do you have any plans to show up anywhere? Yes. Uh, so uh, Wicked Comic Con is a new show in Boston uh, happening in April. I apologize. I'm blanking on the dates. It's a one-day show uh, in April that I'm very excited about doing. Nice. Uh, we'll be back at Fan Expo Boston uh, for whatever the 11th year straight or something like that. Uh, Terrificon, uh, that'll, I believe that's July or August. Sorry, folks. Okay. It's frozen at the moment. And here we go. Yep. Here's a couple of cons. So, but George is great, as you saw. Ew. There you go. Thank you. All right. <laughs> you were like, they're frozen. You scared me. All right. So, <laughs> you, say, you said Terrificon? Yeah, Terrificon down in Connecticut. Yep, yep. Excellent. Anything else after that? Oh, no. Right now. We're, we'll see. Okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what the world allows to happen. <laughs> I know, man, because the year's already insane as it is. Yeah. So, uh, you know, let, let's just hope that, God willing, things get a little bit better. Yeah. So that way we could all once again connect, you know, in person and not just over the interwebs. George, you've been a fantastic guest. Thank you again. And with that, folks, my uncle tells you what to do. You know what to do. Later. Hasta la próxima, mi gente. Wepa! Thank you for listening to the Comic Crusaders podcast. If you like the content, please subscribe and turn on notifications. Also, please visit ComicCrusaders.com and our extended podcast family over at UndercoverCapes.com. And also, make sure to download the Comic Crusaders app on the Google Play Store today. 